0: You're tuned in to Atlanta Fringe Audio, the podcasting network of the Atlanta Fringe Festival. Want to win a couple of free tickets to the Atlanta Fringe Festival, June 5th through 11th? Enjoy Fringe Audio and fill out the Fringe Audio crossword puzzle. It's that easy. Ten winners will be selected. Check out the description box for all the details, or visit atlantafringe.org/fringe-audio. Now for the show. It's for general audiences. It may contain mild language, but has no overt violent or sexual content.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to 50 Now What. I'm your host, Alicia Sutton, and today we're going to be talking about mindfulness and embodiment as we move into the season of being 50 and those crossroads in our life. And I have with me today mindfulness and embodiment expert, Alexa Savaggio. Alexa is a wellness entrepreneur based in Los Angeles. She's a teacher, TEDx speaker, writer, podcast host, retreat leader, and the CEO of Rich Chocolate Rituals. Alexa just comes from a genuine space of kindness and gratitude and genuinely encourages you to cultivate a more loving relationship with your body and self through all she teaches. And I am super excited to have her with us today. Hello, Alexa.
2: Hi, thank you for having me. I just got chills. You're just so radiant.
1: Oh, thank you. You Well, you know, I'm definitely getting from both sides. So what you give, I get. And I really believe that we're here to just, you know, we got to make space to receive the gifts that we're given. And I consider you a gift with me here today. So I'm going to be here and we're going to receive you. And we'll start off with what are women, especially you can see women in their 50s and holding on to, what are we holding on to? Thoughts, habits, feelings, basically the baggage. (laughs) I'm just, just to be real, what baggage are you seeing? Us holding on to and carrying into uh, what should be the most radiant time of our lives into our fifties, and how do we let go of that baggage and really start living our life driven by purpose rather than pain and crisis?
2: Amen, amen. Um, the first, as, as you were speaking, a, f- a few kind of like popcorn kernels came forward for me. I think one of the biggest things that we're living with that's keeping us from from our purpose and keeping us in pain, keeping us in resistance and keeping us out of flow is fear, fear yeah. and worry. Um, it is, I, I struggle with it myself and, yes. you know, fear there's, there's many different acronyms for it. False evidence appearing real, fuck everything and run. That's mm-hmm. what it stands for, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a, a means <laughs> of keeping us stuck. And, um, and fear is such a normal thing experience. It's such a normal thing to feel. And frankly, like our fear has served us very well. You know, if we're being chased by a tiger, fear is great. Like, like fight, flight, freeze, please use it. Like you will survive that way. But if you're just trying to like send an email, or like have a conversation, (laughs) like fear isn't, (laughs) isn't super helpful. Right. Um, it's, it's keeping us from where we want to be. And so really getting present, um, fear very rarely actually occurs in the present moment. Fear is usually about something that may or may not happen in the future or it's about something that Already did happen, and we're kind of reliving it, right? So we're not right. present, hence the mindfulness piece. And worry is kind of the like redheaded stepchild of fear. And mm-hmm. worry actually comes from the old English word wygren, which means to strangle. So when oh, we oh, are yeah. in worry, we are strangling what could oh, be, wow. we're strangling the breath out of the moment. And the opposite of being strangled is breathing. And breathing has a beautiful way of knocking us conscious, right? Like the first thing you ever did upon entering the planet was breathe. It will be the last thing you ever do. It is a timekeeper saying now, 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 now. So when we find ourselves in fear and worry, we can return to the breath and that will allow us to arrive now, which again, the now very rarely actually involves fear or worry. So that's a big
1: one. That is a big one. That is a big one. But you know what? It's almost like you've become conditioned because uh, I think when you've been making your decisions and, and moving through the world, uh, not through your purpose, but like you said, through fear, it's because everything is you're, you're anticipating the next crisis. Right. And so you're not spending right. that time, like you said, being present. I love that. And you talk about that in your TED talk as well. And when we're talking about connection, I think a lot of times we externalize being connected with someone else. Connected in you know, the, the guy I want to meet or the girl I want to meet or whomever, finding that connection. But what we often forget is the connection that we need to have with ourselves. And you talk about that. And if you could go into that a little bit about how cultivating a better relationship with yourself, not just improved your life, but may have saved your life.
2: Yeah. The connection we have to ourselves, ironically, affects the connection that we have with everything and everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, the word relationship, we go, oh, we're talking about a romantic partner, but actually, we have a relationship to everything, right? Like, I've a, a relationship to this cup of coffee. Fair. I have a relationship to my past. I have a relationship to my boyfriend. I have a relationship to my dog. I have a relationship to food. I have a relationship to everything.
1: Oh, I have a relationship with food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my That's message. That's another. Sh- <laughs> Turn it into my message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for That's sure. another show. Yeah, next episode, next How episode, long do you have.
2: Um, <laughs> our insides and outsides always match. I always say the way we do anything is the way that we do everything, and so we want to look at the connection that we have to ourselves in every circumstance, in every way, shape, and form, because that equally and opposite reacts to the external, right? Like right. the relationship that I have to myself and my body affects the relationship that I call in the way that I feel about my body is probably the way that my partner is going to feel about my body, the way that I feel about work or values. I'm going to find people and places and circumstances that reflect that. So we're, we're an energetic, match. Have you ever talked to anyone or been this person? I certainly have, where it's like, you keep finding the same type of partner over and over again. You're like, God, I thought I was done with these like unavailable people, or I thought I was done with these like manipulative assholes or like whatever. And you keep finding them. And
1: Oh God. Yes. You calling me out. Yeah. You just it's- called me out. Yeah. Yes. no, me too. <laughs> me too. <I'm> <laughs> out too. Cause it's like, I can be in a room of
2: like a thousand people and I'll find that one
1: the big jerk yes me yes
2: like i'll find it and it's because it's an energetic (laughs) match yeah and so we have to look at our internal world and how that reflects to the external world and our ability to connect to ourselves affects then how we react to that yeah right like we may have these patterns like oh i i attract unavailable people but the more connected we are to ourselves the faster we can go oh shit i'm doing it again yeah hold on i gotta get out of here i gotta get out of here yeah, there's a book by um, the the Buddhist monk Pema Chodron, who I love, uh, called "Fail, Fail Again, Fail Better," mm-hmm. and it's like we don't just go from like here to there. We go from here to, here to here to here to here to here to here to here. Yeah, right. Like right. We don't just go from choosing unavailable people to choosing available people. We have a trajectory,
1: a trajectory. and that goes for
2: every relationship that we have.
1: It really and is, have- and 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 what you're speaking and I can, I can I hear it I'm picking up on it and that is uh what you're sending out almost like your energy your your frequency what you're sending almost like an antenna it's yeah. like what you are inside and what you are sending out you're going to pick up you're you're yeah. you're bringing in almost whether you know it or not what you're asking for and so when you have that connection like you're talking about so deeply that connection you bring in what what you really need or what you really should have or believe you have it's almost like self like a self-prophecy, yeah. you know what I mean? If you say it, yeah. you that's kind of what you bring in. And so and I want to make this a distinction as well. And you can expand on it. And that is I, I want to make the distinction between uh, having a self-connection, what we're talking about, and being self-aware, which to me almost sounds like, you know, you kind of, you know, your characteristics. You know, I hear people say, I, I know myself, you know, i know not could be some type of a way, you know, knowing your mood and your character and, you know, whether or not you look good and green or whatever, you know, is not the same as what we're talking about and what you're saying is connection. Right.
2: Yes. Having a loving or at least a present internal environment. And really, you know, it's like what I, what I do talk about in my TED talk is the the power of connection and how really a, a, a life of meaning is a connected life, right? Yeah. It's, it's about making the mundane meaningful. It's about staying connected through the exquisite and the excruciating of life mm. and how really like the opposite of... Like, we're talking about we all have relationships, right? It's all kind of tying together. Like, we all have a relationship to coffee or whatever. Like Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the question is, does this thing make me move further away from myself? Or does this thing make me move toward myself more? Right. We can watch an episode of a TV show, and it's really fun and entertaining. And I'm like, yes, I love this. Or I can binge watch 20 episodes, and I'm avoiding... The fact that I don't want to face something—I
1: <laughs> know that one. Yeah, <laughs> me too. How <laughs> and you and you said it perfectly. Is how things can be a treat or a treatment for something we're trying to avoid. And I can tell you, I am. I've I've been very fortunate. But I mean, I love I love chocolate. I love cheese. And and they both pair very well with something else I love called wine. And I mean, talk about sitting your rocking chair at the edge of a porch. It could flip over at any moment. But, you know, (laughs) we can really it can really you can set yourself up in so many different ways trying to to feed or trying to to numb out what. um, And you talk about this perfectly is what we probably need to be moving through.
2: Many of us don't have the courage or confidence to sit with what is. Mm. Like just learning to stay with whatever it is. Right. We're like, I'm up and out. I'm out. I can check on my phone. I can go binge work. Yep. I can binge eat. Yep. I can grab a bottle of wine. And I don't even have to feel that. Don't have to feel that. And I give the example in the a talk about, you know, when my when my mother passed away. And mm. it's like You better believe for a solid month, I went into like, I call it power mode, which was like me over-functioning, like crazy. Like I was like doing so much, like working full time again. Like I didn't take any time off work. Like I just went into full over-functioning mode. And after a month of that, I was like, if I don't take some time to actually properly grieve this, I never will. And then I'll wake up in 20 years and not remember my life. Like I need to move through this,
1: you know? And it's hard. Yes. It is hard, and I I remember that part when you when you spoke about your mother, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to, you know, wanted to talk to you about that as well, and and that was one of the things that resonated so deeply with me. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I lost my mother was you know it's been many years ago now, but you hit it right on the head. You, I spent so much time in the distraction. Of everything else, thinking that I was that I was healing, that I was getting through this, or that I was, and, and some of us, and, and and not just me, but I know a lot of times culturally, especially with women, uh, you you get the feeling that you got to get it done, you know, get over it and move on, and and people want to give you almost like it's a time frame, and a couple years had gone by, and I'm working, I'm on my grind, and I just melted. Mm. but we don't take that time to be in the present and to savor that and and you talk about that as well and i want to because we can go so deep into this (laughs) i know i know know you we're like girl yeah but um i i i want to talk about that um if you don't mind sharing it that that present moment that your mom had that that savoring that moment if you can if you mind, talk about that
2: it's so precious and then, first of all thank you for sharing that about your mom and my condolences because grief doesn't have a timeline it doesn't it really doesn't like Mm-mm. especially around the holidays or whatever oh, yeah. you're it's like okay it's still that's still alive in that's, me. that's still, still there it's, it's still, still there, there. And mm. that's so human and so thank you Um, I talk a lot about the, the practice of savoring Mm. and savoring is like the mindfulness tool that is kind of the essence of the brand that I created. Um, we can, we can savor a conversation or we can have a conversation while doing 54 things and folding the laundry, right? We can Mm -hmm. savor a bite of chocolate or we can eat it in the car going through traffic. We can savor a kiss or we can like drunkenly make out at a bar. They're all the same things, right? Like you're doing the same things. You're just doing them, you know, like you're just doing them differently. You're doing them with different intention.
1: Different intention.
2: Nothing makes us wake up to the preciousness of embodiment. Nothing mm-hmm. wakes us up to the preciousness of being in a human body and being alive like death. And, and it's and it's an example that is not only about physical death. It's also like the death of a relationship, right? Like before you break up, you're like, oh, one more hug or one yeah. more, like, no. oh, one more time. Like, you I always just want need- the
1: last one. You want the last <laughs> what?
2: The, <laughs> <laughs> like, like do- the last bite of something. The you're last like, bite. Okay.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's good. Yes, yeah, so, like, that was good. We, we savor
2: it, right? We're like, this is the last of it. And the day before my mother died, um, we were it was the first year of COVID. So it was like full lockdown too. Yeah. Um uh, so she was oh. at home, which was a total beautiful gift. Um she was upstairs in her bedroom and she really wanted to be outside. Um it was November twenty-sixth, she died on the twenty-seventh. So it was Thanksgiving, actually. It was Thanksgiving mm. Day. She died the day after Thanksgiving and, um, she wanted to be outside cause it was nice and crisp and it was beautiful and the birds were chirping. It was early in the morning, so no one else was awake, but I'm like a 5am wake up person. So I was, I was there with her and she, um, she had made the request and I, she was having a hard time getting around at this point. She was still able to kind of like shuffle, but it was like stairs it d- just didn't feel like a good idea until more people were awake. We could help right. her get down. It was a whole thing. So I said to her, I said, you know, mom, I'm so sorry. I don't really feel comfortable doing that, but why don't we put you in a chair by the window and I'll open up the window and it was a big window. We'll open up the window. I'll, I'll get you coffee and we'll put it in your best mug and we'll turn on some, you know, Miles Davis or whatever it was and, and yeah. just sit and listen and, and be in the, be in the air up here. She kind of was bummed. I could tell but I, we did it right. Yeah. I got her by the chair I got or I got her by the window in the chair and um, she's sitting there, And I pour her coffee in her favorite china, and I could just see her slow everything down. And I could see her really experience the sensation of the wind against her face. And I could feel her full presence in that moment because there was a recognition that it was going to end. And there was a moment of reverence for being alive that was so palpable and sensational and exquisite and heartbreaking because that was it. And, and it was, she, she passed a few hours later, but I had never seen her like that. My mom was a fierce businesswoman and a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just didn't never see her slow down long enough to actually experience much of anything death is the last curriculum that we get and she got she passed she passed
1: that is such a beautiful and i and i thank you for that i know it takes a lot to to go in and I know you, you touch back into it and I, I can tell you're an empath like me, you get, you, you go back to it. And I, and so I know how, how much that can weigh, but I really appreciate you mm-hmm. sharing that because I know, um, in Thanks. you saying that somebody's getting that. And that's why, this was so important to me to have that because you never know where somebody else is needing what you've grown through, what you've learned. And, and what your mom was saying at that moment is she saying not just to you that you can tell, that she's now telling some, someone else, telling all of us that. And uh, another thing, and I'm going to tap into some more of your gems because you have so many where I can just tap on them all day. And uh, and that is that, um you know, you, uh, and I want to say it the way you said it, One of the things that you say, and we're talking about savoring and being present and, um, and, and I love how you say some of us will never run out of money. We may never run out of, we may never run out of food, but we all run out of time. There's an end to this. This is temporary. And if you're not in it, if you're not in it, if you're not savoring the moments, what are you doing here? You know, you're missing it. You're, you're missing, missing the whole it. Curriculum. You're missing
2: funny, the It's like I, I often say like we all want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, That's and it's true like though. well, you're gonna die. Yeah, and so it's gonna, it's over. like so the question is is like where does that apply in each moment? And it's like the translation of that is it's like we all want to feel good, but nobody yeah. wants to go through the shit to get there. They don't wanna go through it. Yeah. So like no. but But it's the only way to get there.
1: It's (laughs) It's the only way. It's the only way. And... You know, and there's going to there's gonna be good and bad. And like I said, I, I've run into people, you know, we get to, I mean, let's face it, When you, for me, you get in your 50s, you've had ample time to rack up a lot of crap. You've had ample time to load up on needless baggage that does not serve you. I mean, you know, you can still walk around here. I know people have been mad about something that happened. You know, it's, it's been almost 30 years now. You still mad about that? You still... You haven't let that go. You got this baggage. I mean, I mean, old baggage. The wheels are falling off. The strap is broke. You still kicking that anger down the street into the next relationship and not understanding why it's not working.
2: God, I hope my my boyfriend's ex wife is listening to this.
1: <laughs> Listen to me, ex. Listen yeah. to me. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. It's the truth, though.
2: I know, I know. There's a lot, there's a lot. And it's so funny because actually the irony is is this this holding on to the anger, resentment, and blame I often say and I don't remember who said it first, someone magnificent and bless you, whoever you were, but you know, having holding on to resentment and anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's yeah. like it keeps <laughs> That's you tethered, right. right? It's like keeps it you, keeps you actually in it. And you're like, wait, yeah. this is causing you pain and all and all they're doing is being like, What is your problem?
1: <laughs> what is your problem? What is your problem? Yeah. Get, through, get through it. Move through it. Move through it. And move get to the it. other side. That's what we're well, here to do.
2: And that's not to say that we're not allowed to have our anger either. Very true. You know, Absolutely. like we can't get to the, I often say like we can't get to the bless you until we go through the fuck you. Yeah. Like we need to go through the like, wow, that was horrible. Yeah. You messed up express and then drop right like it needs to be it needs to live it needs Mm. to be known but then it also needs to equally be okay and and we release it to the light
1: (laughs) release it to the light let it go me yeah let it go let it go i love that and amen Get, let's move on with that one. I love that, um, and <laughs> and like you say, and and, and you say it perfectly as well. It's it's just like this for now.
2: This is my mantra.
1: It is the mantra, and I am I am taking it with me. Do it. I, I've, I've I've loaded that into my mantra book, and I flip through it, and I add it and. And it's been one of those things, but I, I, if you can expand on, on the meaning, of, how, how did you even come to that? How did you get to the meaning of that and the, how it's going to apply to especially women in my, in my season?
2: Oh my God. Yes. We've all heard this too shall pass. Hmm. Right. Which I think is beautiful. And it's, I think it can be a little loaded, you know, yeah. with religious kind of, Exactly. Stuff, um, jargon, and etc. So that was—I don't even think it was necessarily inspired by that. But there was a story that Ram Das told mm. about a king. And I'm going to probably butcher it. It was a king, and he said something to the effect of, "Like, if someone can't make me do this, I'm going to kill everyone." And if you, and if. All these people. I'm going to kill all these people if you can't if you can't make me laugh or it was something stupid like that, and that was actually the phrase that they said that it's that this too shall pass. Oh, it was it was about like making him feel better. It uh. was about like if you can't make me feel better, then. And he told the story, and they that was the phrase that they taught him, and that he was like, "Oh, you're right. This too shall pass." But then they they didn't tell him about the opposite of this too shall pass, which is when it feels really good uh, this too shall pass right like that yes. this too shall pass isn't just for the hard times this too shall pass is also like when you're having an orgasm right like yeah. enjoy it
1: pass, yeah. yes yeah so quickly sometimes so quickly <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. Bad. Okay. um
2: yeah <laughs> again a whole other topic um whole other but But it's just like this for now, for me, resonated. I came up with it while teaching a yoga class. I used to be a yoga teacher. I I don't teach asana anymore. Um, But everything I teach is still yoga, right? In whatever facet it is, right? It's It's all this practice of it's just like this for now. Oh, wow. And I came up with it while teaching a class because I was seeing people love these postures that were like a spinal twist and they're like, "Oh, I just want to stay." And then I'm having them do like boat pose, which is like a core exercise. And they're like, "Oh,
0: this." Yes. You know, and they're like, wanting "I don't out.
1: want that one. I don't want that yeah, one." I
2: don't want that one. And it's like, well, but that, but that's the work. And and you know what's amazing too is you see people with the opposite. You see people that are like, "Oh, I just want to get moving. Like, why are we holding this easy pose for such a long time? I want to work my ass off."
1: Yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. It's,
2: Opposite for certain people. That's true. So real. it's just like this for now. Came through in a yoga class. Oh, that's beautiful. I was seeing these. I was, you can read the energy of the people. They're like <laughs> so annoyed. They're like so annoyed they're still in this pose. Or they're like, I don't ever want to leave. And so somewhere in between is the truth. Somewhere and in the between. the truth is, is it's just like this for now. So if you hate it, be with it. Because the only way out is through. It's just like this for now. If you love it relish it, savor it, be fully embodied and present for it. Ah. The problem is, is a lot of the time, myself included, something's really good. And then I go into my mind and I go, oh, well, the other shoe's going to drop.
1: Yes. Oh, That's well, this it.
2: is, this is, this is that. And then I miss it. Yeah. I miss the goodness. You miss it. Because I'm thinking about when it's going to end. And the truth is, is it is going to end. So mm-hmm. be in it because it's going to end. Be in it. Yeah. So it's just Be like
1: this in it mm-hmm. because it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Oh man. See, I'm 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 in that pose now right now talking to you. I don't want this to end. Well, how about this? It's just like this for now. I mean, that's it's like the perfect place to rap, but I don't want to. Thank um God. I it's just the perfect place to rap. And yeah. I love that. Thank you. And thank you so much. I appreciate you you. and and thank you for yours and your time. And like I said, I knew you were going to come in here and just, and be the gift that I needed to receive today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I feel gifted. Thank you so much. Your time.
2: I'm excited for more from you. I'm excited to hear all of it.
1: Thank you so much. And we'll keep breathing and we'll keep uh, keeping that breath and and we'll we'll stay there we'll keep savoring. Thank you so much, Alexa. Ah, oh, baby. Thank you for listening to 50 Now What. Make sure to follow us, rate, and share the show. Make sure to follow me on Instagram for continuous updates at 50 Now What Podcasts. That's 50 Now What Podcast. This podcast was produced by Rainbow Creative with producer Matthew Jones and producer and editor Sean Leviashvili. I love working with this team. To learn more about making a podcast for you or your business, visit them at rainbowcreative.co.
0: We would like to thank our Atlanta Fringe audio sponsor, Could Be Pretty Cool, a production company whose mission is to inspire community building through the arts. You can binge all of our audio shows at atlantafringe.org slash fringe dash audio or wherever you enjoy your podcasts.